This next company, man, um, flies the largest constellation of communication satellites in space. They track aircraft in real time. Uh, it also tracks U.S. warfighters and elephants and helps monitor ocean waste. They have truly, truly the big picture of the world. We're talking about Iridium, and with us to talk about the business, the outlook, the pandemic, is Susie McBride. She's Chief Operating Officer, Chief Administrative Officer at Iridium, and she joins us on the phone on this Friday, joining us Um so great to have you here with us. First of all, Susie, welcome to Bloomberg. And how has your world been? Uh, we've talked to a lot of leaders, and we just like to kind of get an idea of what the last six months has been like. Oh, hi, Carol. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a little a little different than before. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all kind of getting used to this, the new normal that everyone talks about. You know, I'm incredibly proud of our team. You know, we had a very quickly transition to majority working from home. And it's really been remarkable how well we've kind of done that transition. Um, You know, most of our workforce is remote, and we still have our our essential workers. And I have to give a huge shout-out because those guys and gals come in day in, day out, and they make sure that our systems are running and we're keeping the lights on and that especially, um, you know, are flying the Constellation and running the systems for our critical safety of life services, which is really important. Um, So all in all, it's really been a good transition, and I can say that, I think we are all now masters of video calling, and we've learned how to, how to put that well, into, uh, into action now. That's what I want to ask you, Susie. So is everybody, are they at the office? Are they working from home, working from home you know, remotely? Do they continue to do so? We've got, for us, we've got about, I'd say about seven, or 85% working from home right now, and okay. about 15% that are coming into the office day in, day out. Uh, so majority of our workforce is working from home, um, you know, and we've we use Teams, and that's been a really effective tool. I mean, we got very lucky in some ways that we had already planned to implement uh, that tool back in January, so timing just was perfect. It sort of accelerated our need to jump on and learn it, but um, everyone adapted, and we really haven't missed a beat. We've been doing new development programs and test programs remotely, and it really is almost as if we're side-by-side. I mean, there's some challenges. It's not quite the same, but um, it's really been working remarkably well. I'm pretty impressed. Right. So, Susie, uh, let me ask you, I mean, Carol set it up beautifully, sort of the, the scope of your business and, and this whole notion of the big picture. What mm-hmm. do you see that maybe we're missing here on the ground? Because you literally do see the whole world. We do. We, we operate the only truly global constellation in space. And so, you know, unlike a lot of other ones, we really do see from the north to the south pole and everything in between, um, and we do this with a fully interlinked mesh network. Uh, and so, you know, are you asking what we're seeing in terms of the business side? or I guess of- sort of like I, I'm asking it almost existentially in the sense <laughs> that, you know, I feel like we are sort of missing the forest for the trees at, at times here. And, and I wonder, you know, because we're worried about the environment. We're worried about the pandemic. We're worried about population movement, all these different things. And we're even worried about how we're connected to each other. So I wonder what you're able to glean because you do have this different perspective on the world. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely are seeing, you know, continued growth through the shipments, the planes, you know, and everything that has to move mm-hmm. items from point A to point B. Um, obviously, we are seeing some strong growth in, like, the IoT subscriber base this year, which is driven a lot by the Garmin uh, personal communication devices, as well as our other satellite trackers from some of our new partners. You know, we're seeing that a lot of people want to get off the grid or get outside and explore more, especially not being able to go inside or travel quite the way they used to. 
Um, and so having those devices available, I think they want to be off the grid but still stay connected in a lot of ways. Yeah. So we're definitely seeing movement in that, in that kind of sector. I do think about the satellite images. You know, I just was doing a quick scan because I think about the last six months, Susie. Jason and I have talked a lot about the stories about, you know, satellite images of Wuhan, China, like just showing that it had ground to a halt. I think about all of those images of our climate, right, as the world shut down and all of a sudden you could see more and you could see, you know, the environment kind of quickly coming back. I think that was a really big lesson for so many of us. I mean, you guys do see so much and you play into maritime, you play into aviation, you are in the Internet of Things, land mobile devices, you play into the government, right, with government contracts. Right. You know, based on what you're seeing, you know, we're we're all kind of looking for some ideas about kind of what comes next. Where are we in terms of this economy and this market environment? Based on what you're seeing, what would you say? Yeah, I, I think over the last couple of months, we're, we're seeing it start to pick up back up. I mean, there definitely is, um, you know, we watch all the routes and where people are using our system and um, seeing, especially like in aviation, I don't know if you're familiar, we've got uh, the tracking system we use called Arion, which mm-hmm. is um, a, a separate company that is uses the Iridium network to track aircraft all over the world. And, and clearly, you know, there's been a dip, a pretty big dip, as everyone knows, in the aviation but we're kind of starting to see that slightly pick up. And then, obviously, in the other lines of communication and transportation, um, we're doing well, and it seems to be kind of steady. And um, we're not, not seeing a big hit or decline, as people, I think, originally thought there might be back in March. Along those lines, I do wonder, because of satellite imagery, is there a lesson learned that, God forbid, we go through something like this again? Can we somehow pick up a visual cue around the world that there is another pandemic or signs of something started? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Help me with that. Well, uh, there actually is, uh, you know, several companies that are taking a lot of the geospatial data and, you know, how do they combine that? In fact, I'm on the board of one of the startup companies that's doing this. And, and it really is how do you take the data that's available and then turn that into information, right? How can you look, look for a forest fire before it, start mm-hmm. how can you look for a global pandemic. So there's a lot of innovation starting around those kind of technologies and how did it not just one technology, it's right, how do you take a group of different pieces of data or images or weather data and combine those to then produce information to, to predict or to spot something sooner than later. One thing I do want to ask you though, Susie, you know, you said business is starting to pick up. Um, do you do you have a lot of visibility? Do you have a lot of hope for 2021? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, for us in particular, I think things are really going well. And mm. um, it gives us a lot of hope going into 21 that everyone's rebounding and kind of figuring out how to work in this new environment. Um, you know, it's different than before, clearly. But I think I've got a lot of hope that we've got, you know, we're all adapting and changing and growing in a way that makes sense for the environment we're in today. So, Susie, I want to ask you if, if I can about space because, you know, yeah. Carol grew up the, the daughter of an engineer. I spent some of my growing up years in Houston. So, you know, very much exposed to the space program there. It does feel like over the past five years, maybe in the past three years, and SpaceX has had a lot to do with it, but Blue Origin and, and um, mm-hmm. Virgin Galactic and others has really pushed it back to the fore. It's easy to write this off, I think, as can like, oh, billionaires, they want to go into space and they're sort of funding all this. Feels bigger than that, though. 
what are you seeing from a business lens that sort of gives you some perspective on, on where we may be going around the economics of space and space exploration? Yeah, I, I think it does feel different. I think there is a, a big push right now, and, and there's a lot of progress being made as well. Uh, I think it is in a different different element. Um, on the communication side, you know, clearly there's demand for communications. Uh, I've got teenage boys, and the way they use, you know, phones is very different than how I grew up and, and still use it today. You know, they're much more data-driven, fast access to their video calls and, and Snapchats and things with their friends. So I think there's gonna there's still demand, you know, to how do we grow our infrastructure to support all that? What are the new services and tools that come around that? And space plays into that because people do want to stay connected all the time. Um, you know, Internet of Things is the other big item, and that's especially where Iridium plays nicely into, you know, is, is people have a lot more devices that want to be connected. They want to know what those devices are doing, whether it's, you know, game cameras or shipping containers uh, and I think that's just going to continue to grow as demand grows and, and new applications are, are created. I mean, we just, we've got a, a, about 450-plus partners, and just watching the innovation that comes out of their shops on new ways to develop, you know, how to track endangered wildlife or monitor ocean cleanups. I mean, those are all just things that evolve with all this innovation and creativity once the space infrastructure is there to allow more remote locations to have access to those same type of applications. So we have to have some fun with you, if we may, because yes, Jason may. and I, we've actually talked, had on air um, the creator uh, and writer of the show that's on Netflix called Away, and it's about a mission to Mars. So yes. like, do you watch this stuff? We do. My husband's also a, a satellite engineer as well, so we're very much addicted to that type of technologies and TV shows. And we've already watched it, and it was a great, a great show. You can't, it was great. You can't right? say I mean, the ending because I still have two more episodes. Yeah, Je- Jason I finished. finished I last finished night. it last night, but I mean, I will say it felt Susie, and and you are the, you're sort of the MythBuster here for us. Like I, I feel like certainly there was stuff that was clearly fictional. That it is fictional, but it didn't feel. Like science fiction. You know what I mean? Like it felt like this is within our grasp to some extent. Yeah, I I, felt the same way. It was, it's got more reality built in. I mean, sure, there's some things that are still a little impossible to do, but like texting um, from Mars, basically. (laughs) We're having that good video chat quality, you know, but but it it was very well done. I mean, I know years ago we also, the Sandra Bullock movie, which I enjoyed and loved, but there was multiple times my husband and I were like, uh, that won't happen. That can't yeah. happen. So I do feel like the Away show is, is closer and um, it was well done and it felt very authentic to what might be possible. Well, what's the what's the cool thing, the cool factor or the thing that you guys are thinking about for your industry, whether it's in five years or 10 years that just, you know, Jason, and I love talking with venture capitalists and innovators and entrepreneurs about kind of okay, what's next? And I am curious when you look from your vantage point, What's next, whether it's the satellite world or connected to that? Yeah, I, I think there's two places, especially like in the satellite communications. There's, there's the, the companies are going after the big broadband, you know, the back of the planes, the big um, cruise ships and things. Um, but what I see is a lot of the smaller, you know, people want photos. They want something that's handheld, that's mobile, that they can take places and, and or connecting to 
um, you know, cars, connected cars is going to be, I think, a bigger thing. I, mm-hmm. I think as we all get more and more reliant on technology and constantly con- connectivity, we want to have it wherever we are. And we get really frustrated when we're going places that doesn't have that that service that we're so used to having. So I do see that continuing to grow. And I think as the infrastructure grows and people, you know, we, we complement very well our system with these, these new broadband systems, is then the innovation starts on what the services and the applications and the products that build around that. So I do think that we're going to continue to see growth there and new ideas. I can't think of what exactly they are today, but the important thing for Iridium especially is to ensure that we're there, we've got that infrastructure that they can then build upon it. And, you know, whether it's tracking tuna fish or whether it's, you know, somebody going on a hike now to a place that they never thought they'd go if it wasn't for COVID, with their Garmin inReach, right? I mean, that's what we need to continue to do is build that infrastructure and the data connectivity. Yeah, it's pretty amazing just the things that we take for granted even on our phone, right? Right. To get us wherever we need to be. Susie, this was so cool. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed it. Susie McBride, she's CEO and Chief Administrative Officer at Iridium on the phone in Phoenix. Such cool stuff.